I'm ready. I'm lit up and all that, so I'm good to go. I mean, you can you can intro the pod. I'll do the eight mic for you. Right. <laughs> oh, that's it. All right, all right, go ahead. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I thought it was just over season. Set it off, Lord McMorris. Wait, what episode is it? Before I start, 43. 40 gosh. Um, all right, internet. We what? No, you right. got. I try to say the name of a uh, basketball player or something with that number, but I can't think of it. Yeah, uh, I don't know. 43 must have been a good year for this our 43rd episode. What's good, internet? <laughs> what 43 you talking about? 1843, 1943? What you mean? Um, well, I mean, depending on your outlook, it was a good year for somebody. 1943, 1843, seven. It was a good year for somebody. Maybe not us, but it was a good year for somebody. All right, let's start over. All right. <clears throat> oh, Grant Long, that's the, that's what I'm thinking about. Go ahead. Oh, All right. Well, Internet's episode, welcome back. It's episode 43 of the Through the Wire podcast. It is I, Lord McMorris, introducing the other lords, Lord Bob Goblin. You want to say hi? No? Hello. All right. <laughs> and welcome. And his lordship, Murray. What? Oh, is that, is that going to be a new segment? What, the quiet storm? <laughs> mm-hmm. So Bring back the McNasty report. The quiet storm. <laughs> <laughs> nah, McNasty's dead. You can't erase what you were. Salutations, good people. Respect. All right. So All now, right. All right, go ahead. now, I was about to say, so introductions are done. I'm going to hand this over to you. <laughs> oh, my God. This thing is wild, son. I'm going to hand this over to <laughs> his lordship, Murray. It's your guy. He's shirt, like, claps. Yeah, I'm going to say it's What's going on, y'all? So, um... Last episode, we talked to Dr. Shatoya. Uh, upon further review, I, I, maybe Bob Goblin may owe her a slight apology. I think it was a pretty good episode. No, nah, it was a good episode. Um, we carried it for the most part. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we really didn't need her services. So maybe that maybe that was part of the therapy. She might have did that on purpose. Probably. Don't right. Jedi mind trick me. I didn't even <laughs> think about that. I'm trying Jedi mind trick. I I was really looking for some help. I mean, you added information, although she she booked, so you might have to wait a couple months. Or she booked and busy. Salute. So yeah, we had the, the wellness episode. I, I think we got we passed again. But um, so we gonna get back to the wire season five. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, I, I didn't realize uh, how low I rate season five until I started watching it again. So. What are y'all initial thoughts before we get into this uh, episode of season five? Um, for me, I you know, <laughs> season five, I, I really didn't like it. I think it's worse than season two, to be honest with you. So, 
That is my worst season. And it was only 10 episodes, too. Like, when I was watching it in real time, I'm like, I did, what the fuck? Where did we go with this? Like, <laughs> season four was so great, and then they gave us the fucking Dickensian aspect. Like, what is that? <laughs> like, come on. Like, I don't care about this shit. Do you like, feel like they lost mine? I don't know. Like, I like mean, Game of Thrones or something? Like, they rushed it to kind of sort of, but then again, what's his name? David Simon probably was fed up with the whole shit. You know what I'm saying? It was like, fuck it, you know? And that was that. But they could have did a way better job. They could have gave us something other than that. I don't know. It, to me, I didn't like it. But salute to the Wyatt nonetheless. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. Like, the, the paper stuff really didn't, didn't catch my attention. I mean, with the exception of Gus. None of them really all that interesting. But, right. Uh, Fucking Scott Templeton was a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> we didn't even need him. You know, it's just like they, they threw the nigga in. Like, yeah, actually, the old, the old heads who had been there, he was more interesting than, uh, like, Scott. So, yeah. So, we're going we gonna to try to do something a little different. Uh, like he said, it's only 10 episodes. So we're going to knock out the first three um, tonight. So the epigraph I'm going to choose to speak on is the bigger the lie, the more they believe. That was a great by The legend. Bunk. The legend. So the episode opens with uh, Bunk and the homicide unit using their uh, some of the, I guess, tricks of the trade uh, to get a co- coerce. Two hoppers on the committed a crime. Bunk is like one of the greatest interrogators of all time. <laughs> Except when it comes to Omar. Omar and uh fall for none of that stuff. But did you realize a nigga uh that was walking eating the McDonald's was the nigga that raped the little girl? Yeah, yeah. And, um, I remember it yeah, with um while Randy, while Randy's in a position that he ain't right now. Yeah. And although, I must say, how did they time it, like, so he would put food in his mouth and not say nothing to you? I don't know, but, you know, kids are greedy and they hungry and them french fries be hitting when they hot, you know what I'm saying? They got the salt drizzled all over them, you know what I mean? So, I probably would have the french got, fries too walking. I'll be honest, I got another question. Like, I, I was a, a husky kid, but two quarter pounders, a large fry, a drink, and cookies. That's not OD. That's definitely OD. I can't do that right now. Like, I can't eat that shit. That's crazy. Like two if, quarter pounders. If no that's way. your last meal before going in, yeah, I probably yeah, you probably like you want to eat as much as you can. Nah, but he said that's the regular meal. He, he read the meal to him like yeah, he get that all the time. That's yeah. Well, well then yeah, that's that's wild. I mean, but you know what? Skin, like, it's crazy. Like, skinny kids can eat like four or five burgers, and you know, maybe the metabolism is better. I don't know. I know, I know, I can't. And if I did, it would look crazy because, like, when well, you big and then do big stuff, it, which is wow. Like I said, when you big and you do big stuff, it looks even bigger. Like, I don't like going. They already judging you, so. Right, like so, I don't, I, I don't, I didn't like going to buffets, like because people will judge you. Like get up, even even family, you know, get up and get an extra plate. You gotta do that during the low. <laughs> Definitely, you know what I'm saying? Like, damn, you eating again? 
Or are you getting something else? Like, like save, save some for other people. Like, damn. Word. Like, let me rock. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like that's the most disrespectful thing to say. Like, you getting something else? Like, well, it's a it's a testament to your cooking. I was giving you a compliment. Now I even want it no more. So yeah, so they uh they got like I said they got the young boy in the box. They telling him his man's giving up everything because they bought him food and went to McDonald's for farm. And then of course you know he walks by with the food and he's like, yo, what the fuck? They, of course the trick that they used last time where they the true true false papers in the um, printer <laughs> and mm-hmm. treat it as a, as if it's a polygraph and you know the, I guess the hopper being young and uneducated you know, really thought that's how yo, it niggas had fucking duct tape on his hand so <laughs> like, no, like he don't crazy. he didn't know no better like like it wasn't even no Velcro. It wasn't even no Velcro strap or nothing. It was fucking duct tape, my nigga. Like, it's literally, it's what literally is wrong with it? True. <laughs> yeah, but that, the that tape, was... the the tape should have just he should have known from then. Like duct tape. He, he even asked. He said, "Can it read my heartbeat?" He's crazy. <laughs> he need to go to jail. <laughs> Let's see. We, Carver's gotten a promotion. He's one of he's the uh, it, CID, I believe. Nah, SIC. SIC, my bad. So I believe I, I I don't know what that means. I think that's like sergeant in charge or so senior in charge. I don't know. Yeah. But Could be second in charge. Now that I think about it, but right. Because he reporting to Mello now, right? Yeah. Second in command or something. That's true. Yeah, that could be it too. Um, obviously, you know the Western boys are, you know, they're restless because they've been promised all these. Carcetti made all these promises about pay raises and you know money funneling to be a brand new day. Now they're not even getting paid for the overtime that they're working. Um, so you know they they hype they they hot. Everybody's talking. You know they like who cares and. Carver tries to give him the professionalism speech. You know, you guys are professionals. Let's act like it. You know, the, the money will come eventually. <laughs> and, and as soon as he announces that, he's like, I got an announcement. Now you can't take your vehicles to get it serviced, you know, at the police lot anymore. And I didn't even realize dude's name because he's been on the season since, um, like, season one. But his name is Bobby Brown. The white guy with the, like, the um, curly hair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so right. speak, speaking of the good brother Bobby Brown, do y'all have a favorite Bobby Brown track or a new edition? I guess we could say. Um, hmm. so I like new edition when they came Bobby Brown out there. So, any heartbreak like 1988, all that shit when Johnny Gill was in the group, that shit was fire. I mean. Roni was was I fuck every little stuff I say. I definitely was singing the Ghostbusters shit. I ain't yeah. <laughs> the Ghostbusters. That's my joint. Too hot to handle. Too cold. To hold. All right. Um, and what else? And then when they came back with their '96 album, I think it's Home Again or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds that sounds correct. 
But um, the 96 album was tough when he came back with them. And then even when they did the um, 04 shit with Diddy, that that um, that girl give me a number shit. Mm-hmm. The Hot Tonight song. So. Yeah, I, I'd say the obvious. I'd probably say prerogative, but. Um, yeah, prerogative, Ghostbusters. Don't be cruel. Yeah, I, I was. I forgot. I forgot. Um, you can't stay in the rain is when Bobby was going. Yeah, that, that album was crazy. Yeah. All right, cool. So then next we got a scene. <laughs> Your man Lester, who I, I laugh at every time I see this nigga walking out because of what Bobby said in like season two, or maybe it was season three. I can't remember. Um, but his, you know, you know how he said he was bow legged. He's like, yeah, I made him like that. <laughs> yeah, that thing's no. <laughs> Yo, his walk pause is crazy. <laughs> but yeah, so they showed him. Um, budgetary reason they're going to reduce major crimes down to two people. Um, and also, I guess that the, the conversation is currently there's a cap on the outside work that police can do because of the budget. They're asking if they can increase that. Uh, Daniels also finds out that colonels and below no longer get take home cars because of budget. Yep. And we all and we see Mick Nutty is back. He is no longer Officer McNulty. Nope. He is Mick Nutty. Back to getting lit every night. Trying to use his overtime sheets as a payment. Back to humping these broads in these streets. Yeah. <laughs> that was crazy when he went to the phone to call Beatty and then he was like, oh, I got a cell phone. Why am I trying to? It's crazy. <laughs> uh, we see Hercules bounce back, and he's working for Levy. Uh, and obviously, because he's getting paid, he actually uses some of his money, you know, to pay for, uh, you know, rounds of drinks and gets favors from all his police friends. So Hercules is an investigator, right? Not a lawyer. No, no, no. Yeah, I would say he's like a PI of sorts. But yeah, I heard, actually, I hear like a lot of people when they like retire from like or they have issues on the force like law you know lawyer firms you know kind of use them as consultants of sort because they I mean they have an inside uh, they have an inside uh, you know advantage and stuff yeah mm-hmm. alright so yeah we, we already talked about McNulty I'm sorry McNutty telling Beatty that he you know he was working late but that just you know that he's about to go to town he has his bags on huh? Yeah, you know what type of time he about to be on. <laughs> yeah. So I mentioned that major crime is reduced. Uh, McNutty and Griggs, they're going to return back to homicide. And what what kind of hairstyle was Freeman rocking? Was it just a teeny, teeny like a teeny weeny fro? That shit looked like a... Yeah, it, it had no tape up or nothing, right? Yeah, it shit looked crazy. That's a damn thing for somebody to get hair on, too. McNulty's back in the rotation and uh, we get the classic quote because he takes a call out of, out of sheer anger and it's not his turn. There you go giving a fuck with it. It ain't your turn to give right. a fuck. Right. <laughs> but the funny thing is he takes the call. He can't find the car that he's supposed to take. The car he ends up finding has a flat tire. <laughs> and then my son pulls up catches a bus to the crime scene. Yeah, a bunch of comedies of errors that led him <laughs> to that point. Like... <laughs> 
shit was crazy. Oh, yeah, I didn't even talk about He kicked the shit out the car and hurt his foot. Yeah. He kicked the car. He kicked the fucking desk. He was kicking <laughs> everything. Him and Carver got engaged. Yeah, beating up vehicles for no apparent reason. World. Uh, let's see. Lester, even though they're they're reassigned just for Clay Davis, he's still doing some recon work on Marlowe. He notices that he's they're using some of the um, same locations to meet now. Now that the cops are somewhat off of him, uh, McNulty also. I'm sorry, McNutty learns about post mortem injuries being untraceable on a fresh body which will lead us down this rabbit hole that he decided to go on this season. Um, which I know he was doing it for somewhat of a, a genuine reason, but I swear I hated this whole season because of this. Yeah, he was a sick individual for this one. And then, like, when the when the profiler, I guess from the FBI or whatever, I'm flashing forward, mm-hmm. <laughs> reading the profile of this so-called serial killer, it nailed his ass to the T. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so next scene we got Lester. Well, next time scene for the cops, I'm sorry. Lester runs down on McNutty. Uh, obviously, they're trying to figure out a way to go around the brass to get the Stanfield case work. So they reach out to their man in the FBI and they do that funny thing with the car when they see him. That's some asshole shit. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, we learn more about Junebug, but we also find out Briggs is working at crime scene. She finds a child hidden in the closet, which is crazy that nobody else noticed that. No, but hold on, though. You know, Chewbacca is at the crib that got shot up by Chris Snoop, right? Yeah, and Mike, ask, Mike was playing the back. Yeah, let me ask you a question. When the fuck Snoop become an electrician, though? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? how she know to go to the light pole across the street? Now, first of all, <laughs> she went to the light pole. What, what did that service? Nah, the police cameras. So that's what it was, the cameras. Yeah, yeah, those yeah, things it was the cameras. Because yeah. I'm like, you know. So I'm saying, it, it, it was broad day, so it don't make no sense to cut the lights off. Yeah, but yeah, they turned it. She turned the camera off. You know, I guess to, I guess reduce the fact that there'd be a, you know, digital witness of sorts. But my yeah. thing is just how she how she knew what what. Yeah, that's that. This is a this is a TV thing. Now you have to see me quick. How she knew what coax cable looked like. Maybe maybe she took a semester at BCC. Probably. Yeah, nah. I'm gonna keep it told. It was a struggle <laughs> for me to get through these three episodes. I'm like when I saw that, I'm like I, I just stopped paying attention at that point. <laughs> Oh, it would be a pop. Well, I'm I mean, like, why the hell is she, the... she cutting the power? Don't come from there. So that's number one. And then I didn't realize <laughs> she was cutting up the CCTV. But even still, like, how she know what you know, fucking uh, cat cable looked like? Well, I don't know. Maybe she, maybe they got the... do that today. It would be impossible to do so like that. Like you get caught by the neighbor's ring or somebody else's joint, like. Uh, can't do none of that shit now. There's cameras everywhere. There's cameras where that cameras ain't supposed to be. There's cameras. Yep. That's why niggas, you know, committing crimes right now is just they nuts. You're getting caught any which way you look. Like there's a camera on you. Go. Anyway, way too much first forty-eight. I think I can get away with something like that. You can't. I mean, yeah, you got to do. Or it's the middle of nowhere. 
You know what I mean? That's like you got to take it back old school to actually try it. You know what I mean? Even with that, you they can get you with your cell phone. Like yeah, you got to leave your phone bitch, somewhere. Phone you can't get no tolls because niggas will catch you at the. Like it's impossible. I'm not gonna say impossible because look at OJ, but. It's, it's it's extremely hard to get away with something like that nowadays. Y'all heard OJ say he was scared to be in LA because he worried about the real killer. Probably yeah, yo, that's the funniest thing. I, yo, that is hilarious. Like, dude, I might actually shake the hand of the killer. I'm st- I mean, I'm still riding with OJ. OJ, OJ didn't do it, but the real niggas know. Like, that's really wild. Something like. Like, nah, I really might be shaking the hand of the killer, so, you know, I stay away from all of it. Like, that's crazy. But I, I did see this weird, this weird post about how nurses said that people be, like, confessing murders to them and, like, terrible things that they've done on their deathbed. Like, it was, like, really, like, crazy stuff. Wives be saying, like, yo, that's not my husband's kids. You know what I'm saying? Like... Dude, like I killed somebody years ago, got away with it. Like some real morbid stuff. Maybe they be, maybe they figure they can get, uh, you know, help them get to the pearly gates if they confess it at that point. Yeah, I, I try. Not, I don't know if I have any deathbed confessions. I try not to, because what if you like just die right before you even say it, or you say it and then the person like gets so mad that they like it's put hands on you. <laughs> like yo, you know what? Like, you put the pillow over your face. So yeah. Like yeah, my confession back in 1988, I pissed on all my GI Joes in the closet. I peed on. I used to pee on people like <laughs> car handles. I don't know why. Wait. <sighs> Just a while out. Like it was just a, like we would just be doing stupid stuff. We used to prank call people and like use voices and I would just do stupid stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I pee on car handles, like yo, they gonna have to touch they gonna have to get in the car. They gonna have to touch it. Like and that's wild. Like to really think about it, that's wild nowadays. Like damn, I really that's disgusting. Oh well. Yeah, you didn't think it was disgusting then? I wasn't touching it. So this what, nigga go from these people do he, he go from he go from needing privacy in the turnpike bathrooms to peeing on door. I was a kid. That's different. <laughs> like I didn't know what I was doing. Like we were just doing stuff. Like we would just like just have a thought. Like, oh let's do that. Alright. Like it was right, it wasn't can't even no- go with niggas watching, yo. <laughs> <laughs> like no hesitation, just go up to like, alright, but these niggas is different, man. All right, so we get back to it. Monk and, Monk and McNutty get called out to a crime scene. Uh, McNutty has the bright idea to manufacture the crime scene and make it look like a serial killer is on the loose. Monk was no parts of this situation, and he just dips off. He tries to tell him to chill, but obviously it's not going to work. McNutty already has a plan in his mind. He's trying to work this whole serial killer thing. Um, even and I forgot the other officer name he's trying to get to hear about this red ribbon stuff but um, he just kept pushing it and pushing it and the funny thing that McNutty said you know they were like Bunk was like you gonna get caught he was 
He's like, yeah, most of these guys couldn't catch the class in the Mexican whorehouse. Word. <laughs> a wild statement, but like I said, he goes to the, he starts using this red ribbon, uh, you know, to give him a signature for the serial killer angle. He even places one on the open case um, that he currently has at the, uh, down at the morgue. And, and me actually calls the incident a homicide by strangulation um, based off of what, you know, McNutty did at the crime scene while everybody else was gone. <laughs> but then, you know, McNutty does, you know, do, does do something that is a very Jimmy thing. And he hit the shorty on the hood of his car, even though the cops pull up. Hey, didn't he do that in another season? Where he like Probably. flashed the badge to get them to like leave him alone? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think that was season two because I think he had that beat up that uh, blue car, whatever it was. Yeah. All right. And then next next time we see McNutty, he's talking to Alma about the whole um, pattern of the serial killer. He's trying to drop some hints so she can put it in the paper. Then he again decides to get his flirt on. Yeah, she, so she's like, yeah, I have a boyfriend. She's like, oh, he's bigger than me? It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Yo, McNutty's a goat, man. He's he the illest of all time. Yeah, fuck him in season five. But uh, otherwise, he's a, that's that guy. Uh, last thing is, you know, McNutty and Bunk decide, well, I don't know if Bunk called Lester or Lester came in somehow, but they decided to bring him on, giving the details of what they plan on doing. Bunk sitting there like, yeah, Lester ain't gonna let ain't gonna let you do all this. Go ahead, Lester, tell him he fucking up. Of course, Lester come up with, yeah, this is how you should be doing it. This is how we really need to do it. <laughs> that fucking that sinister smirk that, that <laughs> nutty had on his face when Lester co-signed him, son. This nigga Bunk had it, son. Yeah, my, my son Bunk was sick when he saw that. But yeah, so that that's for that for first three episodes, that kind of wraps up what's going on with the police. I guess next we could talk about the Stansfield organization. Uh, I don't know if y'all know. Do y'all follow Juhan Jones on uh, IG? Probably uh, nobody responded. But uh, I don't even know that. He a Baltimore native. He's just like his IG comedian. Uh, he the, in a in the scene like he's the one who takes their package sixty forty. He got like the the braids. Oh, I, yeah, I know he's talking. Yeah. So shout out to his appearance. Uh, let's see. Marlo's crew, as usual, is running the west side. And now they're forcing crews to take their packages, which they were doing last season as well. Um, as the season starts, they're being tailed by major crimes everywhere they go. And they're running them all over the city. And we also see Mike appears to be uh, almost like Chris's right hand now. He's chilling with Chris and you know, Chris gets word that they got to meet with Marlo. And he's like, yeah, you want me to come with you? He's like, nah, you can go ahead and check on your corner. And we get to see Mike's corner, or I guess Bodie's former corner, but it looks like they didn't move from where they were last season. And he has Dookie running it, and Spider is not giving Dookie any respect on the corner. None whatsoever <laughs> at all. Zero. Zero. <laughs> Nada. <laughs> like, it was just, I, like, I bet that's <laughs> All, all Dookie did was ask for a count. He's like, I ain't got nothing. Not for you. So, of course, yeah, Mike's like, yeah. go ahead, go ahead, Bug about to be home soon. Go take care of Bug. <laughs> go be Miss Delphi. <laughs> Damn, son. Yeah, 
the disrespect for Duke, he's kind of real. Even later that night, you know, Bug and uh, Mike are playing uh, Connect Four, and he tells him, yeah, I don't need you on the corner no more. You know, if you get popped, who's going to take care of Bug? This nigga Dookie's like, so am I like a nanny? Am I going to be uh, baking cookies and cleaning the house? Mike tells me, do what you want. You know, before Bug get home, time is your home. And he's still going to get paid, so I don't know why he was complaining. But... Yeah, he could have went to school. Nah, he ain't going to go there. I, I guess what not? Now he probably, I mean, he is clean now. He, he got a place to stay. You know what I'm saying? He got clothes. And then, and then Mike is his man. So, like, if, like you're not going to really mess with him like that because, like, you can go to Mike. Like, he could have really played that situation, like, you know what I'm saying, to his advantage. Dude was scared to, like, scared to... He was just scared of everything. Couldn't fight. Couldn't, couldn't even shoot a gun. Most people shoot guns because they can't fight. Like, he can't do it either. Like... <clears throat> So next time we see Marlo, he's uh, pulls up to a hotel with a young lady, but that's really just a throw off co-op meeting. Um, prop just, uh, a lot of East Side are getting displaced, so they want to split that ter- split any new territory in the county. And Marlo kind of bucks at the uh, at the statement, and you know he even tries to say, "Why don't you promote some of your people?" Your own lieutenants, Joe, and, you know, Hungry Man and Joe are like, nah, you being disrespectful. And that's what Slim Charles, you know, tells him you got to watch Marlo. And can I ask, so they do a lot of whispering in the show, but it seems like it's just loud as hell. Like, did nobody else hear him say that? Uh, I don't think so. I, I don't know. I, I feel like they've done that a couple of times. And I'm like, yo, this, in reality, someone else definitely heard you say that. I'm a terrible whisperer too, though. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You you're a terrible whisperer, but I'm a terrible like whisperer hearer. Yeah, oh, that too. <laughs> I can't like, hear. Don't try to tell me nothing because like, I'm definitely going to watch it. Like, huh? Like, I'm doing a screw face, moving my like what? Like what they say? Like what? What? Like yeah, don't don't tell me to look at nobody because I'm looking straight at like where. <laughs> like yeah. So you okay. definitely not one of the people you be like, yo, at nine o'clock look at this nigga, you be like, huh? Like what? <laughs> like, <laughs> like what are you t- like I'ma look at my watch first, like wait, what? <laughs> like this is like seven fifty two. Like what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't I I'm not good at that whispering shit either, but So we, we see Chris, Chris is house. So Marlo's making his play. He's trying to get more information on Sergey, which everyone called Boris in the second season, uh, with hopes of getting that line into the Russians. Uh, the Stansfield crew, they keep from major crimes once they're disbanded. The business, you know, Snoop was pretty hype. You know, too much, you know, niggas talking too much. Niggas need to shut the fuck up is what she said. Chris reminded him she ain't putting no work in a couple months, so she a little eager. So Marlo has a couple requests. They want to pull, they want to handle Junebug. That's a bad, like, that's a wild way to go, just because, like... Oh, because you man. was talking shit? Yeah. 
like you know like because even you know like the other, you know like the mala you you know you make fun of each other so like you you make fun of him you die like that's crazy <laughs> That's why Mike wasn't with that shit. Like, like yo, right, come on. Like, what, what the fuck do you care? Like, do Marlo yeah. actually be sucking dick? No. So, fuck him. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, and, and you know, they get upset at him, but if you really think about it, he's a kid still. So it's like, that's how you process it. Well, he didn't do that, so, like, what's the big deal? But, like, that's wild. So yeah, I, and it sounds like... You know, my fault. Question: Are you at a point where where do you like? I right, you take the joke is it's not serious. No, why not serious? It is serious now. Like I right, something's gonna have to happen. Like if someone says something like that about you, like are you are you gonna take the mic approach? Not saying Marlo, but you like you know kill him. But like yo, we might have to go see like see this dude. Like I gotta go check him. Like where does it get to like that? What's that line? Now, especially like you get a lot older, so you try to let stuff pass. Well, you know, like like fucking my nigga Styles P said, no Frank stands. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Don't invite me to the Frank stand. You know what I mean? Right. We good. Yeah, that and you know the female counterpart. Like, don't say that. Those two. You get like you. You can pretty much say anything else. If you say that, it's like yeah, you know, gotta hit you with the chair now. I mean, my response, even when I was younger, like, if, if anybody was to call me, you know, pussy, I'd see a pussy, smack a pussy, and nobody would do that. So, you know, that's my response to that. But the SMD shit is violation for real. <laughs> yeah. Y'all New York niggas say that shit. Like, I think women say it more. Women say it way more than, than guys do. Because, like, you know, like, you tell somebody, you know, if a guy say it, chances are he's not saying it to a, another dude. Like he's telling that to a female, like you know, angrily, whatever. But he's not saying that to a dude because that is definitely cause for confrontation. Absolutely. Especially outside, in front of people. Yeah. Like no, son, no Frank nah, stands. Bro. <laughs> like. Yeah. But women will say that all the time. Suck my like real quick and very aggressive. Like you know, you gotta be careful these days. Like yo, maybe like nah, that's not a question. It is a question. If it, what if what if like a female, right? Like a tra- if a transgender tell you like yo, suck my right? Uh, yeah. Like, before we get ca- before we get canceled. <laughs> I'm just like, is it? Can you? You're not allowed to. You're not like. Uh, public, what is it? Um, politically correctness. You're not allowed to fight them. They're technically still a dude, right? Or nah? But they like yo suck my and they and they with it. But you know what I'm saying? Would you know? Would you take that offense to that? That invite invitation to the prank stand? That's a wild invitation. Like from where it's coming from. Like I don't know how it would feel. I don't even know how to respond. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. Moving right along, but <laughs> so yeah. So Marlo, like I said, he requested he requested them to uh, figure out a way to pull Omar out of retirement. You know, even though, like Joe said, you know, leave, sli- leave sleeping dogs big. Um, 
Marlo gets that plug to Jessa so he's able to go meet with Sergey. At least that he thinks he's going to meet with Sergey. But Avon is the one who he actually gets to talk to. Avon, you know, says he'll, he understands exactly what Marlo's going to do. Says he'll support the West Side as long as, you know, he sends his, you know, gets his piece too. So he tells him to send his sister 100K. And the next time he come up there, he'll get to talk to Sergey. <laughs> I thought Man, this that was wild. That shit, like, I don't know. I Like, Marlo looked a little uncomfortable. He should. Like, I mean, I mean, Tim, you in jail. Like, you're free. But that's still that's still his enemy. Like, I mean, someone he was just beefing with over over territory not too long ago. I mean, I get it. But he looked he look very, you know, and, and something like that, you got to establish dominance real quick. Like, he looked shook. Like, oh, snap. Like, hold up. And I don't know. That, like, that... I started to maybe that was a little chink in his armor. It's like when he was like that fear fearing Marlo, like there was not there was none of that. Like there was no aggression, there was none of that. Like he just sat there. Like, nah, nigga, this is what it is. You wanna go give my sister a hundred thousand? Like, just cause. It, it wasn't no nah, F out of here, I ain't giving you nothing. You wanna do this? Nah, it was you know, I don't know. Well, I think we see he pretty much does everything that people tell him to do, for the most part, at least in these first three episodes. Like, the the uh, Greeks um, say they want clean money, go and get brand new bills. Yeah, because that's because he wants something. Once he yeah, gets yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it's a wrap. Sure. But, I mean, I guess when, you know, with them, I guess he was a, a maybe big, big pause on a little pup to them. Because, like, the Russians, he was no real threat to the Russians. Like, when you, like, the Russians, the, the time, like, when you got that kind of backing, like, they're no real threat. Like, a regular street dude, like, they'll, they can send a team. I mean, so, I don't know, maybe he, in that arena with, like, the bigger dogs, he had to just, like, you know, eat shit, like they say. Yeah, I guess they had, they forced him to be humble, so, I guess. He, maybe he needed it. Who knows? Still I'm like radio silence. Nah, somebody called my phone. Oh. Uh, Tell them to stop disturbing the pod, yo. Yeah, I'll call them back in a minute. Um, shit, I messed up my damn mic. All right. So, oh yeah, so it's a funny scene. Uh, Roller, well, I call him Roller. I know he's not Roller. He's from Power and Roller, but. You know, they, they got some, you know, work to do on the streets. They're supposed to be catching a couple of bodies. So he says, yo, let's do a West Coast style. Do a drive-by. Niggas ain't hit shit. That Snoop had to jump out. <laughs> yo, her ain't, I mean, I know it's some TV stuff, but her ain't on point. Fucking running away. Yeah. Um, nigga over there doing Morse code and shit. Nah, I tried to tell him I'm gonna call him after I finish recording. But uh, shout out to my guy Top Room. I think I'll never call me, but the one time I'm recording. 
All right, so then we get we see the Junebug uh, mission where Snoop and Chris uh, go in and catch all the bodies. We already talked about how Snoop took out the uh, the cops' camera. Mike's Mike sees everything going on uh, and sees a little kid running out from the back and I guess that gives him a sour taste you know, to kind of what the life that he's living. <clears throat> so we talked about Marlo getting uh, Joe to clean up the money so he can drop that off to the Greeks or the Russians. I'm not sure which ones they are anymore. Um, Mike, Duke, and Bug take a trip down to Great Adventures in PG because Bug has the day off. So, they go with some white joints. Yeah, I mean, exactly. they was living it. They was living life. Yeah, it was a little. I don't know. I ain't gonna lie. It was a little awkward to see Bug holding the one girl hand, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. So, how much do y'all spend on like them carnival games? Um, I mean, it depends on what I'm trying to win. You know what I'm saying? If I'm trying to win something, then I'll probably spend a couple of dollars, but just might be some one done shit, you know, and that's it. So, do you have do you have a favorite game? Or? No, not I mean, not really. I mean, it's been uh, quite some time since I played uh, some carnival game. Uh, but you know, I typically gravitate towards like tossing a little ball in the fucking milk bottles and shit, or throwing stuff, or you know, shooting the basketball. That's pretty much it. I will call the basketball my specialty, but I don't know if it's a specialty. I think I have a little bit of luck when it comes to that, but I have won uh, enough of them cheap-ass basketballs that they give you after you done spent $20. Well, I hear you go consolation prize. <laughs> yeah, I almost, almost got into it with a dude at this work thing one time because uh, I don't know why he, he thought I took his son's basketball. I'm like, why would I take his basketball? But... Neither here nor there. Alright. So, so ready for the smoke. Nah, what is I this is an older dude too. This shit was crazy. Uh-uh. Alright, so yeah, we talked about them going to great adventures. Um let's see, we talked about oh Omar. So Cheese gives uh Chris and him a line on Butchie. You know, which is what they plan on using to get Omar to come back out of retirement. Um, when they, when the, the kids get back from uh, Great Adventure, Monk is there, <laughs> and he get Mike shit for taking the day off. You know, Mike's like, "Yeah, I'm back to check on my um, my corners now. Check the spiders. The money's good." So, you know, he tell him he'll take care of all that stuff later. And uh, Monk is still one of my favorite lines, and I gotta find the I gotta find the uh, video on. Her. Uh, wire quotes. Dookie has a, I guess, a dolphin that he wanted great adventure, so he hit him with a nice dolphin, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was that nigga monk was tight when them niggas went to great adventure. <laughs> uh, he probably just wanted an invite or something. But yeah, how old? Like, how old do you think Monk was? Like, at least in the show, compared to that forty-five. <laughs> Nigga, I know how old he really is. I'm talking about this show. You think he's supposed to be like mid 20s or something? Yeah, he had to be like mid 20s. Because some little niggas was like 14. Yeah. Moala was what, 21? 22? Yeah, I believe, yeah, I believe they gave his age in uh, 
season four. So yeah, around that around that age. Um, so Snoop and Chrissy, Snoop, I'm sorry, Snoop and Chris, uh, go with a Butchie's bar, and they basically uh, terrorize him, you know, trying to, to get uh, Omar's location, but the old man won't give in, so they ultimately have to kill him. And then I know Joey's favorite scene comes up when Marlo goes to the foreign bank. Yeah, son, that joint's crazy. Money, nigga, you got my money? Like, nigga, better speak some French, nigga. Yeah, she was trying to walk him through everything. Okay, <laughs> Mr. Marlo. My my money is in the bank. Like what? <laughs> Fuck your money, nigga. <laughs> All right, and then I guess the last scene—it's not really from the, uh, but I guess as a result of the Shadow Crew, uh, Omar finds out the news about Butchie, and he's obviously heartbroken. And we know he eventually returns to Baltimore to seek his revenge. I guess now we can talk about—I uh, hate to put Bubs in a random, but I—I didn't really care for his story in the fifth season either. But um, so Bubs been clean; he lives in his sister's basement. But, you know, she's still on him, says, you're not allowed to be here when I'm not present. Uh, we introduced to Gus, who is the uh, editor-in-chief at the Baltimore Sun. So as they're doing their, I guess, I don't know what you would call them. I don't know the technical paper terms. But they find that Eastside Hustler Fat, fat, fat Face Rick um, is about to make a million dollars off of a real estate swap that is done with the city. You know, Madam President, she claims some ignorance, uh, but it is recorded that, you know, Fat Face Risk had made and other people had made campaign donations to her. So obviously she's in pocket with him. Uh, let's see, the other person in the at the sun is Scott Templeton, who is a, eventually becomes just a bold-faced liar, but he has ambitions to go move out beyond the Baltimore sun. Um... He gets an attaboy from the boss, who I did not record his name. But Gus has always kind of got his eye on him because he doesn't really believe the stuff that he says. He's a shoe. I think early projection for like most hated. Oh, easily. Early projection. Because I, I really did the like the I mean, yeah. I mean, I hated that they was doing that. They, yeah, but it's going. It's going to be a, a close, a close race. So I'm projecting. I, I really <laughs> did like this dude. Yeah, like, especially like at the point of the season when Magnus is like, all right, I made this shit up. And this nigga's added on to the shit I made up. Like, I know he's lying. Now he's lying. Like, Nolte even had to laugh at this shit. Like, he just made stuff up, man. A, a kid, a kid, a blind kid in a wheelchair. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, dude, like Gus, think about Gus it. It's like, yo, a black kid? So there's a black kid, a blind black kid in a wheelchair who, who wants to get at a where baseball the, game. Where the, that's homeless, no parents. Where the fuck did he go? You <laughs> can't find him? Dude said, nah, his parents died in a fire like two years ago. Okay. <laughs> what? You got hit by a, a shot and shit like this nigga just was making up anything, yo. Dude was like, yeah, uh, you know, and for Gus to go check, that's what's up. Like, yo, <laughs> let, let, let me see what's up with this. 
Oh yeah, I, I didn't introduce Alma, who's the other like new reporter. Um, she's the one that actually goes down to Desperados uh, and is almost uh, asked if she wants to work there. And we did talk about her when she was talking to McNulty, but I'm sorry, McNutty. Um, so she's the other reporter that's introduced. We already talked about Scott manufacturing quotes. Let's see the other big thing that happens: the Baltimore Sun prints the. Uh, the quotes about the police commissioner shakeup again with Scott put a fake quote in there that made <laughs> that had Daniel's tight and made it look like he was stabbing Varel in the back. Word. And then for him not to know, you know, for him to really be going through something where he needs his reputation to be clean and dude is lying on him, like that's really crazy. But I guess while we talk about tall tales, I mean Everybody on his phone is a stand-up dude for the most part. But then mm-hmm. tall, any tall tales you got, you may have told in your day, and you know, did you get caught? Uh, I learned the hard way not to, not to, not to lie on your, on your dick. I learned that. Uh, that was my tall tale. I said I, I bagged the joint to, um, you know, save face. And I didn't, you know, I never thought dude would go back and say something to. Her, but shorty came to like. The next day, like it was real quick, a quick turnaround too. Like <laughs> I, I totally it's forgot. <laughs> yeah, Shorty was like, "What?" Like, yeah, she embarrassed me like in front of everybody. Just like, yeah, I would never. Like, she was, I would never sleep with you. Like, I was like, God damn, say like you guys feel like this. <laughs> but everybody, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, can we talk in private? Like, no, nah, we can't talk in private. <laughs> Bob Goblin, what about you? Did you, uh... The tall tale. Um... Oh, here's an interesting one. When I was young, probably would say around, like, seven, I, I was really into my baseball career. I mean, I've been playing baseball for a couple of years. Like, seven, eight, right? <laughs> so, I was running around telling, like, my friends and Queens that my father played baseball for Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> like Arizona? Like the Arizona Cardinals? Or like the Brooklyn Cardinals? I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, who's the Arizona Cardinals? Oh, that's football. Sorry, St. Sure. Louis. <laughs> All because this nigga, so he used to play baseball, right? But the baseball he played, oh, I know Joey familiar. You know the parks had, it was concrete. They used to play baseball on concrete, my nigga, like, in some of the parks in Brooklyn and shit. And his team happened to be the Cardinals, and they stole the Cardinals' jerseys. So, there was pictures of him in Cardinals stuff, looking like he actually played for the fucking Cardinals and shit. So, I used to always tell my friend, like, yeah, you know, he played for the Cardinals, you know what I'm saying, back in, like, the early 80s. <laughs> so... That was one of my tall tales. That's wild. <laughs> uh, let me see. Well, I, I guess mine somewhat came true. So I, I, I'll be honest, I had a crush on my now wife freshman year of college. And you know how you sometimes you go back home and niggas like, yeah, will you bag something down there? And I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to give a shorty. But I mean, I guess at the end of the day, I did marry her at some point. So it worked out. So I didn't get caught freshman year you spoke that into existence that's all that's all yeah, you I, I 
guess you could say that. At the time, I felt a little shitty about it, but I mean, it, yeah. It Thankfully, nobody went back to her and told her, because <laughs> then you would have been in this. Yeah, like that's a foul joint. Yeah, that's why I told I told niggas from around my way I ain't do that shit at school. Yeah, I was dumb. Like, yeah. like you gotta keep stuff to yourself. <laughs> All right. The only thing. Let's see. The only thing I miss, Clay Davis tries to plead his case to Carcetti, but nobody cares at this point. Oh, yeah, they're not hearing that nigga anymore. He tried to plead his case to everybody. Like, <laughs> fuck out of here, Clay Davis. It's a wrap for you, nigga. Oh, and I missed the part. Bub tells a funny story about being, you know, the dope fiend lean. And, um, you know, he reveals that he's been clean for like 15 months. And although the sponsor's trying to get him to speak about Sharadi, he almost gets there, but he stops. He's struggling with that still, so that kind of wraps up the first three episodes. Um, so I guess we can go through this uh, through the wire that I kind of not stole the podcast that I happen to be listening to this afternoon. So in in hip hop, or I guess in music in general, you know, there's a lot of collaboration, and you know, it used to be for someone to come on your record and, and, you know, steal the show, as they would say. So, can y'all think of or what, I, I think I asked y'all for y'all to, you know, where, where an artist, and I ain't gonna say a rapper, because I'm, you know, McGee asked if we can, if we can expand this to R&B as well. Um, an artist, uh, you know, or a collaborator came in and either watched or cleaned up an artist on their own track. So, I'm actually most interested in hearing these R&B ones, so, but I, I'll let Joey, if you want to go first, or McGee want to go first, you go. Well, I mean, I think uh, a class on Eminem and Jay-Z take uh, Renegade. I'm sorry, what, what happened? Eminem on Jay-Z's Renegade. I'm going I'm to I'm say false on that. You don't think, see, you don't think not, Eminem not let, killed him? Tell it not, tell it not, guess. Just because Nas said it don't make it true. I don't think I don't think M killed him on that. I think M got off, but I don't think he washed him doing that shit. Okay. Well, like that's just my opinion, you, though. If you heard the original song, like it may, Eminem's bars make more sense than the original song because it's really a voice the five nine song that they essentially did over. Jay Z added verses to. But I would so. still say they were about equal. Person, that's just me personally. That's maybe I'm not the biggest Eminem fan. But. But not to not to step on what you said. I'm just going to no, respectfully no disagree. No doubt. No, 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 no. <laughs> was that was that all or? Oh, yeah. I thought we, I was gonna go to Yago and oh, I right. go to Yago. So so McGee, any thoughts? I mean, I got a bunch of thoughts. I don't even know where to start. Um, for for starters, my nigga Mike Jack. Washed everybody on We Are the World, my nigga. Oh, that, that's a fact. He killed everybody on We Are the World, son. Kill, yo. You see how he was looking at niggas in the video? <laughs> oh, so he washed everybody in We Are the World. Who else? Y'all probably ain't gonna agree with me on this one, but Michael McDonald, he got Patty LaBelle on my own, son. I don't oh, watch, care what watch, him watch him out. Watch him out. 
<laughs> he got him. He got him, son. Watch your mouth. We don't talk about Patty like that, man. Um, Womack and Womack. I know y'all niggas don't know that, but they married. Bobby killed his wife on that song, son. I don't care what nobody say. Fucking baby, I'm scared of you. So he, he killed her on that shit, yo. You got, you got a deep cut. I don't even know where I heard that song You'll, you'll know it if you listen to it. Um, I mean, in terms of rap, like I could go any and every which direction. I mean, I'll start with uh, 16. Three Stacks murdered Rick Ross. He should just, Rick Ross probably should never put that song out, to be honest with you. I'm going to take that as disrespect as well, but go ahead. What? <laughs> so you think Rick Ross got off on that shit? See, all right, so this is my thing. Like, it's one thing to say, like, all right, he had a better verse. Ain't like he got just cleaned up, like, oh. Like, if you played that, you would just wouldn't play Rick Ross's? If you could have the opportunity, option, you just wouldn't play his verse at all? No, I would skip right to fucking three stacks shit. That nigga was rapping for, like, 45 minutes straight. Respect. Six, 16 ain't enough, my nigga. I, I, I'm aware. What else? All right. Um, I don't care what nobody says. This nigga Two Chains killed that Mercy song. That is a fact. He killed that shit. But we don't even remember who was on that shit. <laughs> Push, we Kanye, fucking who else Big on there? Big Short, yeah. This nigga Two Chains killed that shit. Um, since I mentioned Pusher, that song that he got with Fab, Life is So Exciting. Fab should just he he didn't even need to rap. This nigga Pusha came out and killed that shit. He smoked that shit. Um, I might have to go review that one. I mean, all right, I'm, I'm going to take a break for now. We'll, we'll come back because I got a thousand songs I can talk about. You can name eight songs and said he want to take a break. Or, sorry. You good? Um, so the three, well, the Partially, the reason I even thought about this be washing Drake up on Wants and Needs is one of my like favorite songs currently. Jay yeah, smoking. Yeah. Um, I would say Nas got Ghost and Ray on verbal intercourse because I can't even remember what these niggas said after I listened to it today. But I know Nas's whole verse. I'm sorry, Joe. You feel? I feel like we uh, overshadowing you. You could, I know you wanted to. No, I, I, I mean, ain't overshadowing. Me. I mean, because you know what? It's, it's, it's so many joint uh, instances where you. But I, I mean, I can't really think of anymore. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of where a person just got washed. Like, damn. All right, so we'll, we'll we'll do big and hope that like I love the dope or uh, Brooklyn's finest. Who had the better verses? And do you think anybody was washed on them shits? Um, Brooklyn's finest. I wouldn't say anybody got washed, but yeah, I like I like uh, H verse though. On that, yeah, I, I can go either way personally, but right. They had twins. She probably had. Yeah, that, I mean, he had the most memorable line in there. Get it? Trying Jeez. to separate the wins, the platinum from the gold. The leather from the tent or something. Just <clears throat> like fucking up the whole song. I probably am. Yeah, it's been a minute. 
fuck fist fights, lame scuffles, pillowcase to your face, make the shell muffle, shoot your daughter in the calf muscle, fuck Ooh. tussle, nickel plated, plated. sprinkle coke on the floor, Ooh, make it drug related. Y'all, y'all punk, punk Willie, y'all run up a stunt I'm silly. Scared yeah. so you sent your little <laughs> man to come kill me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that nigga Ho got off with that shit. Mac soft on him. Yeah. Paramedics yeah. breathing soft on him. What's, What's your name? name? Right. Who shot ya? Mob ties <laughs> like Sinatra. Peruvians tried to do, do me in. in. I ain't paid, paid them yet. Trying to push seven hundreds, they ain't made them yet. Yeah. What? That's all right. Like, alright. They was they was kids, bro. Biggie was a kid. <laughs> Young niggas. Oh, was forty back then. Yeah, why everybody forty in your story? Nigga, Ho was forty back then, son. I'm trying to see who else, man. Uh, so I, I, I had Kiss getting Ghostface out of there on run. I swear, I don't know Ghostface's birth on there ever since I heard Kisses. Um, a lot of people say Nicki Minaj washed up everybody on, on Monster. That's debatable. Mm. Rick yeah. Ross on Devil in a Red, or red Dress or Blue Dress. I can't remember which one it is. I would say he got Kanye up out of there. And this one's very random, but the baby on the intro of the Dreamville... Um, Revenge of the Ner- whatever it's called, Revengers, Revenge Three. That was like the best verse I ever heard from him. My nigga, Babyface got everybody out of town on that two occasion shit. So that's a fire song. So McGee, since you're an RB guy, um, the song with um, Barry White. Um, oh, shit, Secret Garden. Yeah. Damn. Damn. I'm trying to think. Who, who was it? Christopher Williams? Who was that? Christopher Williams? Was that Christopher that nigga? He was the license. Yeah, him, Elder Barge, Barry White, and somebody else, right? Yeah, I can't remember before, but I should look it up real quick. The nigga that went first, I think. Got killed. Him. He smoked all the niggas, man. Secret Garden. Nah, that, wait. Who went first? Was it L? Fuck, I can't remember. Damn. Oh, it's Albie Short, not Christopher Williams. Nah, well, it definitely wasn't him. Then. <laughs> I'm just saying, he, he was uh, James Ingram, Albie Short, Elder Barton, yeah, and White. Shit. Was it James? Yeah. I, I I was reading. I forgot my man posted this. He said James Ingram had the best one. I yeah, he did. That was that's who it was. Like, cause he got that voice. Yeah, hell yeah, that was him. He smoked them niggas. <laughs> he smoked them that shit. Damn, who else? Um, damn, I'm trying to think. <clears throat> Think who else got people up out of here? The uh, locks. <laughs> they don't count. What do we know? The locks got dipshit up out of there. Yep. Uh, who else? Let me see. My nigga Sadiq got D'Angelo up out of there. Be here. 
who else? I'm about to go through all my shit now, son. I'm about to go through all my Neo Soul shit. I don't want me to do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need to write, take some, write down the uh, names. And Might have to just keep Shazam, rap. Shazam, uh, everything you talking about over here. Might have to just keep it to hip hop, my nigga. Hippie hop. Mm. I, I feel like we came up with a pretty good list. I think Future got Drake out of here on a couple songs, but that's just me. I hate to discredit Drake like that, but. Your pain. Okay. Drake, Drake ain't no Drake ain't a lord at the end of the day. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> Jeez, you might get a night all we know. Probably they might they might serve serve him. Uh, at the end of the day, I, we could get we could do the same thing. Yeah. You're right about that. Damn, son. I mean, to be like anything, fucking. Johnny Gill sang on, on in terms of new edition. You got the niggas out of here saying, fuck Ralph Tresman. Man, you going to disrespect Ralph? Sorry. You don't fuck Ralph? Nigga, be a man with sensitivity or some shit. Can't hit on a man with sensitivity. Didn't we just learn that the last episode? Nah, you're right. Um, and like, it's so many songs, son. Like, and I know, like, as soon as we end this shit, we don't think of like a million more. Like, we should have probably talked about. Should put, put them on the TTW page. Mm-hmm. Would y'all would you say do that the uh, end? Do it or the song with um, Alicia Keys at the end with. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> what? What's like this crazy. The the secret the secret song. Yeah. I won't, I won't tell you secrets or keep your secrets or some shit. Mm-hmm. Like they was riffing at the end, but like some was just you know what I mean? Like he was shaking his neck doing the where he made his bottom jaw like do the uh, vibrating joint like the dude from uh, Boyz II Men. The nigga Drake killed her on her own song and he was singing backup, son. Nigga killed her on that. Killed her on that shit. You don't fuck with Lisa Keys? Nah, I don't like her like that. I like maybe three of her songs and that's it. Nah, Alicia Keys, that, that whole, I mean, I know it's personal, but just the whole her and Swiss beat story just really is just so wild to me that it's just I don't know like I, I feel like she stopped really making music after that too like he was just chilling but yeah she getting that versus money now yeah yo man we got so, we, so we, we gotta we gotta solve this right here Marvin Gaye or Teddy Pendergrass. <laughs> I'm gonna give you the same answer your cousin gave. Choose, choose or die. You. Choose or die. <laughs> <laughs> That's from Little Rascals. Nah, I, I, well, you know, I, I start thinking uh, of us. Kind of like live or die, whatever. That's a, that's still crazy. I don't know. 
Have you do, have you ever watched them? Sorry to change the thing. I watched like the first couple of them shits, and after that, they just started getting wild, stupid. You think you would die? Yeah, the first, the first like, do it took to live. I don't know. Yeah, because I'd be, I, I be like one of those. There was one dude I know. He was like, like he wanted to do it, but he was like, ah, like I, I can't. Like I don't know, but. Wait, 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 wait. Like live or die, like yo. If I cut off my arm, or if I cut off my leg, like I. Right. Oh, internet! I don't know. His uh, Wi-Fi must have went out. <laughs> but what's going on? Back. I like the question. I can't choose. Well, you. Dang, son. <laughs> I mean, you didn't say you die. That's my choice, so I don't die. Like, you got, you know. I'm confused now. I think. Uh, maybe. Maybe I overthought this. Who knows? So, y'all can't pick. Keep Marvin, keep Marvin getting. Thank you. Okay, I second that. <laughs> Thank you. All right, man. Close, close out the show, man. We talking about Marvin. This, this shit you was on the internet talking about. Oh, you want me to close it out? All right. Well, you a legend. That's what. Nah, I don't know about all that. But see, uh, that's how we, that's that's a good way because I did the intro. Uh, Murray did the. the I walked through three terrible episodes. You know what I'm saying, and now you're gonna close this out. That's a good way to. Yeah, I'll start thinking of. Uh, I'll, I'll start closing out intros. I'll start walking. thinking of intros. Like I said, I don't know, man. We gotta have to figure this all out. We like 50 episodes and still trying to figure it out. Internets, we appreciate y'all for listening to us. Thank you for returning the six listeners that we had. We appreciate you sending love and light, and positivity your way. Um. Now you're listening to the quiet storm. <laughs> I'm snapping, by the way. God bless and good night. Soft and warm. The quiet storm. <laughs> yeah, hold up, hold up. That joint really said soft and warm. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that shit when it came on the radio at night, right? That was um, that was um, Smokey Robinson singing that shit. Wow, soft and warm. The quiet storm. Oh, That's yo, a- them, yo, them niggas, them niggas' lyrics was crazy though. Like, if y'all really listen to Marvin Gaye, y'all be like, how the fuck was this shit on the radio, son? Like, the shit that man, he was different, son. Salute to Teddy P though. <laughs> Baby, you got, you got, you got, you got, you got what I need. Y'all hope you keep all this in. Teddy P was the nigga Teddy P. Stay yelling at motherfuckers, son. Baby! That nigga Marvin was a man, though, son. This nigga said, what? Yo, son. Yeah, I gotta give it to Marvin, though, son. That album with you album was, was unmatched. And he wrote and produced that whole thing. Yeah, you an old soul, man. I was like, he, he arranged the shit. I think I was there in the studio session with the nigga, to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so you the one that was 40 at the time? Probably. 
saying? Salute to the goats. Bring back that real music. Because all the shit we got now, I don't know what it is. But Antoinette, we will be back on, what's today, Tuesday? On Thursday, you know, with the next three episodes of this boring-ass season. <laughs> so, huh, so are we going to do three, three, four? Or three, three, two, and two? Nah, we're going to do three, three, fucking four. Or, okay. Uh, get this shit over. Then we go right to the next joint. I'm saying, and to Nets, we don't know what we selected yet. We gotta, you know, figure it out. Oh, why don't you, why don't you do a, a poll? Like, do two, and then let you know on like the gram, and then let people vote. I think we might be doing the Wu Tang shit though. I mistaken. Wu Tang, real time. Can we do an episode about the uh, the Cocaine Cowboys? I mean, like, if, you, if you like to, we can do that. You know? <laughs> oh, well, not, maybe not episode. I mean, at least I mean a segment. This, is your, this is your show too, sir. At least a segment. This is one segment because, like, after watching it, y'all see how wild these cats was, right? Like, how wild the whole situation was. Sal Magoo. What's his name? Magooda. Sal, Sal Magooda and Willie and Falcone. Willie Falcone. Yeah, like, cats is wild. Like, the witness tampering, the, the murder, like, Cats was really legends. Like their defense and the the lawyers, like that's crazy. Speaking of drug lords, salute to my nigga BC, the Panamanian drug lord. <laughs> what? <laughs> One thing of Bashman Brothers. Let's this go. Nigga's really a cocaine cowboy. Salute. Yeah. And tonight, we will see y'all Thursday. Peace and head grease. Coming out for a third time later. <laughs> <laughs>